Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Very, very good. How are you? Uh, great. Amazing. We have uh, an absolutely fantastic episode tonight of Beam Spaces. Absolutely. I think that there's a lot to, to discuss and I'm pretty excited to, to hear what's coming. Yep. While we're waiting for everyone to join, did you see this? Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, this warning that if you see a next wallet button uh, on CoinGecko, it's actually oh. uh, injected scam extensions for browsers. Yeah, I, I ever so saw it. I didn't have my computer open, which I usually do, but I saw it on in some telegrams. And and from what I like read or or a few posts that I saw, it seemed to be from one of the like ad extensions or that, I don't know what they're called, like the the guys yep. that throw the advertisements up. Spooky. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually um, very uh, like it, it was scary because uh, extensions that you install on your browser, uh, if it's Chrome. Uh, they get a lot of permissions usually, and they can access a lot of information, um, and they can inject content into your open page. So, like, I would never install, uh, you know, extensions that I'm not sure about anyway. But especially now that you can just get some connect your word button, which you think connects you to one website, but actually it connects you to a completely different website, and uh, it's really, you know, something that you should be very aware of if you're using MetaMask uh, or any other wallet-based, uh, wall like a browser-based wallet. Uh, disable all of the extensions. You're, just, you know, just go to the extensions tab. Every extension you see there, like, do you really need it? If not, just because uh, the scariest things about extensions is that you can install the extension and it can be completely, like, fine, but then uh, since it pulls the code from the server, you can just update the code on the server or hijack, and then suddenly your extension will, uh, you know, vicious and it's really something you should be aware of. So please, all of you, uh, be very careful with that. Yeah, absolutely. One, one very like bad habit I formed was like opening or seeing my MetaMask with like a pending transaction, <laughs> and usually oh, no. just like clicking it to get rid of it like uh, sending it off thinking it's something that i queued up earlier and and didn't censor but now given like this and and a few other things i've i've been a lot more cautious about <laughs> what i'm what i'm actually doing yes and obviously don't store your passwords in chrome default password manager always yeah, use uh, dedicated last pass or something Absolutely. For anyone that was around like in 2017, they they had a very good like uh, a good example of how to store your seed phrase or or like private uh, mnemonics. Sorry, uh, and this was from like Ian Bellina who stored his on like Evernote. I want to say something like Evernote, where it's like a online oh, yeah. storage thing, and and it was right like a. It was right before tax season, so there was a there was a bit of debate as to the legitimacy of of what went down. Unbelievable, yeah. So okay, so let's get started with our episode tonight and uh, a quick agenda. 
uh, we're going to talk for a few minutes about some Beam-related updates, and uh, then we're going to dive into the main story tonight, which is obviously uh, what happens to Luna uh, and UST. And uh, we will have uh, guests with us to discuss uh, that. But before we, we dive into that, so a couple of things about Beam. So first of all, I just completed uh, voting for two improvement proposals for Beam, BIP 1 and 2. And uh, the reason for those proposals was to determine what will be the price of minting new confidential assets on top of Beam chain after the 7.0 of hard work. And where does this money go to? So it was determined by this voting, and I would like to thank everyone from the community who participated, that the price of creating a new asset will be 10 beam, and uh, it will go to, it will be locked a chain, or as you know, it was like 3,000 beam. So now it will be much cheaper, it will be 10 beam, and this is just like it was uh, until now. Uh, of course, it's redeemable if, uh, and in a rare case, that the asset is completely destroyed and uh, the type of the asset is listed. But that was the decision, and um, that's what happened. So thank you very, very much for everyone who uh, took part in this vote. So this is the first topic. The second topic is uh, actually something that we're going to officially announce tomorrow, but are going to build um, a name kind of service similar to ENS. If you're not familiar with ENS, it's an ability to purchase this kind of personalized uh, domain in a way, like uh, alex.ens or uh, uh, .eth, I'm sorry, or like vitalik.eth. So a lot of people are using this. And this allows uh, other people to send you funds or NFTs or whatever to this uh, nice, short, and uh, nice address instead of the long kind of meaningless uh, sequence of, of digits and strings. Um, and it's very popular. It's very popular on Ethereum. However, there's a problem, as like is many things on Ethereum and other networks, is that once somebody knows your uh, .eth uh, name, they can browse this address and see everything you, you hold in this address. And of course, it's a great starting point to analyze the blockchain transactions and to see who is sending you what and where does the money that comes into this address go to and like basically untangle the entire graph. So what we have decided to do in Beam is to create a similar service, but being privacy-focused project, make it completely confidential, which means that if I own, let's say, alex.beam, then you can send me NFTs, funds, assets, whatever you want to this address, but you will not be able to see what other people have sent to the same address, nor you will be able to see what I have done with them uh, later. Like I can withdraw them and then you, you lose track of those. And we think it's going to be a very interesting uh, project. Uh, we already have a prototype ready. And now we're going to vote and propose to kind of discuss and vote on the name, because obviously we can call it something uh, pedestrian like BNS, but you know, uh, what's the fun in that? So we're, we're going to announce a vote for a cool and interesting name for that project. I believe it's going to be successful and very useful for, for users. So basically we'll be able to use shorter addresses personalized to your kind of taste, but still remain confidential as everything on Beam. So that's the second announcement.
Very cool. Like a, a very exciting thing to be added to being. And, and one of like the, the massive hurdles, at least I find, when I'm working or, or doing stuff with like uh, any blockchain, the addresses are always so like uh, cray to, to handle for my, my brain. I'm not used to like numbers as dimly and, and some of the exchanges like truncated, which are really stupid. Some of the exchanges like truncate the end of the address. So you can only check like the first five or six characters and, and have to assume the rest are correct. But it's always kind of spooky sending it to to an address with random characters. Yeah, uh, and especially in Beam where the uh, addresses are notoriously long, as you remember, <laughs> because of the combination of online and offline addresses. Uh, yeah, I think it will be a great improvement. Um, Okay, so with that, let's dive uh, into our main story. And before I kind of give the uh, overview of what we're going to talk about, uh, I would like to introduce our special guest tonight, uh, Mr. Haya Mehta from the Futurize project. Say hello. Hi, thank, thank you for having me. Hi for the BIM community. Great to be here. Thank you very much for being with us. And uh, uh, we are going to focus tonight on the events, but not on the entire scope of events because a lot of things happened and I'm going to kind of briefly review just for people who are joining us and are not exactly uh, sure uh, what that story was about. But eventually there are kind of four different parts to that story. There is the part about, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, Terra is a project that ran two coins on the same chain, Luna being the volatile asset and USD being the stable coin pegged to uh, US dollar. And uh, during the last few days, uh, both of these coins collapsed and their price went basically to zero. And it was a result of a targeted attack. And there are kind of four parts of this story. So the first one we will use the design of this specific stable coin. Uh, and it's important for me to emphasize that because it's an algorithmic stablecoin. However, there are different types of algo stablecoins, and I would like to kind of be a little bit clearer what that means so that you don't throw all of the algo stables in the same bucket. The second part is the attack itself, and I will shortly kind of explain what happened. Uh, and I will also send a link to a great episode of uh, Bankless where they explain in much greater detail all of the events that, that happened at, uh, during that period. And I highly recommend you watch it or read it. They have both versions. And we're also going to talk about specifically Terra project and Doc One, uh, who is kind of the leader of that project, and some aspects of handling this uh, situation. And then we're going to focus mostly on the actual uh, response to this attack from Terra and uh, specifically organization called uh, LFG, Luna um, Guard something, right? Uh, yeah, don't Luna, remember this. Luna Foundation Guard, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, so the, the, the organization was actually supporting this uh, uh, cryptocurrency. Remain the thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. And what what uh, uh, they could have probably done differently, and we're going to talk a, a, a lot about that. Uh, 
So let's start from like what uh, Luna and USD are and uh, how they work together. So basically, these are both coins on the same chain called Terra. And while Luna is a volatile asset, USD is uh, or is supposed to be pegged to, to $1. And the way it works is uh, called a reflexive stablecoin. Reflexive stablecoins are different from self-algorithmic stablecoins like MakerDAO or DAI or Liquidity because they don't use collateral to uh, back up the, the, the peg. Instead, they use the ability to convert one type of assets, in this case Luna, to USD and back. Uh, so when you want to create a new USD, you basically burn the amount of Luna, which is equal to $1, and you create a new USD coin. And vice versa, when you want to burn one USD, the appropriate amount of Luna is minted. So this kind of reflexive property is when everything goes right, maintained and maintains the peg of the of the stable coin uh, on, on on that chain, and there is no collateral used. So this is kind of how it works. Now, what happened during that specific attack was that the attacker wanted to very kind of uh, specifically and uh, uh, targeted the peg of the USD coin, and the way it was done, the attacker borrowed about $1 billion in Bitcoin. And then he sold this Bitcoin for USD and started dumping at certain points of time, he started dumping USD. And he chose several specific platforms to dump USD. He didn't just uh, dump them anywhere. He chose Curve. And not just at any time, but this he targeted one pool called three pool, which held USD along with USDT and uh, uh, USDC, I think, and he chose it at a time when this pool was losing liquidity due to the migration to a different pool called Four Pool. So already this pool was down on liquidity. Also, the Bitcoin was going down in general, like because of this, and that's where the attack started. And when the pack started to move under one dollar, then he also deployed the second kind of 70, 65 percent of this billion dollars on Binance where he specifically dumped uh, UST into the, I think, UST, USDT uh, market. So all of these dumping caused the peg to move down. However, it was like not really like major move. It was, I think it went down to something like 0 0.98 or something like that. However, the dumping continued and in certain point, uh, LFG started to sell the Bitcoin that they have previously had acquired for a long period of time to try to maintain the peg. And as a result, it kind of created this um, cascade of liquidations. Cascade because they were dumping Bitcoin to try to protect the peg. The Bitcoin went down, so the entire market went down and the peg fell like, below 0 0.7 at some point, And then it, there, there was a panic that started because everyone was like, okay, what's going on? It was supposed to be $1, now it's 0 0.7. And then everybody started selling everything. So the Luna was minting like crazy because that's what happens when you dump USD. So the price of all both of these assets went down. And uh, eventually after like 48 hours of that, something like that, they both uh, went to zero. So that was kind of the, the attack that happened. How did the attacker profit from that? He profited because he shorted Bitcoin. 
So it was his intention all along, or that was his assumption, that LFG will sell the Bitcoin that they're holding and the Bitcoin price will go down as a result. So he shorted Bitcoin and according to some estimations, he made $800 million or something like that. But probably all of these are estimates and the specific numbers are not known. So is this summary correct? Yeah. In general, uh, yes. Uh, I think it's a very good uh, and hard description to, to make uh, because like in a war, we have like a lot of uh, noise and smoke and it's hard to, um, to be precise. Um, the main point, as you mentioned, is that attacker made money uh, probably from the from shorting uh, Bitcoin uh, and using the leveraging the fact that Luna uh, possessed Bitcoin and uh, was was uh, forces uh, forced to 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 sell it. Uh, and I will take this like this. Uh, maybe I'll take take it from here if uh, mm -hmm. uh, no one else has any comments. Uh, and starting by 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 the Bitcoin issue, because the main um, maybe uh, criticism is why should look at Bitcoin from uh, first place, and also when they bought it uh, around uh, March, starting buying it, uh, there was a, a criticism about why they need Bitcoin in first place, and obviously Bitcoin uh, community was in general in favor cheering up but uh, why 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 uh, they uh, should have it have it and also um, because Bitcoin was so important in that that uh, story uh, and the uh, attacker uh, made money out of it out of shorting Bitcoin so uh, the criticism about uh, the Bitcoin uh, the, the main issue or the main uh, uh, flaw in uh, in the activity of Terra yeah. So, so when when they bought Bitcoin, uh, it was kind of purposefully done to protect the like the peg or protect uh, the system in, in case of any uh, like adverse events, right? Right. So around uh, March and the, the end of March, start of April, they start uh, uh, buying uh, BTC in order to, um, as they say, maintain the, the peg. Maybe it's one of the I don't. I, I didn't think. I didn't think then that they be, like believe that that what they are uh, the Bitcoin uh, served, but uh, we found out that they actually use it in that uh, manner to 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 trying to maintain the the peg. I will say in comma that uh, the rumors that they do uh, do on kept some of the B, uh, Bitcoin. I don't know if it's true or not. We we will uh, come from the assumption that. Uh, uh, it's not true, and they sold all the Bitcoin trying to uh, um, to keep the the peg. Uh, how how should they do it? Like selling BTC and buying uh, uh, USD in order to uh, maintain the price up. Um, so before I'm, I'm continuing, I'm just. Um, the purpose is to focusing and to um, come from the assumption that the attack uh, could could have been like uh, uh, 
prevented and uh, uh, if if uh, Terra would act uh, differently then uh, the, the, they could have kept the the pagans on okay so, so let's yeah let's talk about exactly that because uh, on the face of it like uh, at the moment of the attack there was about like 50 billion in luna and about 20 billion in ust something like that 17 yes something yeah. like 17 ust value of value and uh, about 40 billion uh, in value mm -hmm. of luna so when you are looking at the numbers you're saying okay what 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 can go wrong with more than 20 billion gap of value between uh, the two uh, and how yeah. come one billion dollar one yes. billion dollar of ust uh, break the whole thing okay. so what do you think like what what was the first thing that went wrong in terms of the response to this situation so the, the the top line and the bottom line is time. Um, if things would have happened uh, much more slowly, um, technically and financially, things could could have been resolved. So um, I will try to prove that and to show that um, um, with 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 the numbers and with the activity of of what Ter Terra did. Uh, do eventually and how they are, they reacted um, uh, to what happened and what can uh, maybe can be done uh, differently. So let's start. Let's let's start from what what the attacker uh, did in the in the first phase, dumping uh, um, uh, UST and buying like emptying, drying the the curve uh, uh, pool, the curve pool. Um, and he also like used um, the opportunity when uh, Terra planted plant and announced that uh, they are going to move from the three pool to the four pool. Um, I don't want to get um, very uh, very technically about the details, but with uh, in this time uh, he was able uh, easily chip uh, cheaply a lot of liquidation to dry up the curve pool. So when people looked at the curve pool, the peg uh, um, was broken, it depegged from the UST, and now the price, uh, not 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 so, uh, like not very down, like and, and not because uh, how curve works, price works, so it's hard to depeg it a lot, but it was like uh, 98 cents to the dollar, even after the attack, but it was enough to start um, questioning about USD. Okay, everyone is uh, is is uh, clear up to this point. So I I certainly am, um, but let's continue because you know this episode is important and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So uh, it's depegged a little bit, and then in one uh, other arena in the Binance. Um, Exchange. Also, the attacker act and dumped another uh, six hundred and fifty million dollars of USD. If US of USD, and by the way, the USD USDT um, um, pair. Okay, and now this is the first time that uh, uh, Terra started to, to do mistakes. So, what 
they should have done, I believe, and I would uh, be glad to hear uh, different views, is um, in this front, saying, okay, in uh, Binance, we have we are depend, but in other places, you could still redeem a USD for one uh, USDC or USDT, it doesn't matter, but maybe it will take a few hours of maybe two or three days, but don't worry, you could always um, uh, change, swap USD, USDT in, uh, for other states and do that. They try uh, immediately um, selling uh, BTC and uh, bringing the price of USDT up. Uh, do you think? Do you think that at that at that specific point they could have asked Binance to stop trading? Maybe, maybe they could uh, um, uh, like use the fact that this is a, a sex, a centralized exchange, and talk with Sezi uh, and communicate. By the way, I wrote, uh, I read that, uh, tweets that uh, he mentioned that they were not communicating at all during the crisis. Um, so we know that they didn't try to do so. They also didn't uh, communicate communicate when he asked requests uh, from uh, Terra uh, clarifying uh, information. So obviously, mm. trying to deal with the price instead of uh, the moderator, because that's something that I, I don't want uh, I'm, like aligned on price issues. Price is subjective always. Okay, if you have different price in one um, in one market versus the other, that's part of market's inefficiency. And by the way, part, part of, of fixing mechanism like uh, arbitrage. Arbitrage is the fixing mechanism of, of, of that. So you can, you can use it in your favor to say, okay, you have an opportunity now in Binance. Uh, I'm not going to, to act there, but who, for, for whoever wants to buy USD in, uh, in 70 or 80 cents is willing to do so, and uh, we're encouraging to do so, and, and uh, they miscommunicate uh, the right messages to the community. Instead, this, they always said, uh, we will have 100% of the time pegged to the, to the USD, and uh, they were panicking selling uh, uh, Bitcoin and helping the attacker uh, fulfill his goals. So I have a small question about, uh, about the panic part. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the claims that are being thrown around a lot is that a lot of retail uh, heavily into uh, the USD Luna because of their aggressive marketing offering a 20% yield um, and kind of really going after uh, you know retail investors and not just kind of institutional big investors. Do you think this has affected this part of the panic has affected uh, like or the, like did their marketing strategy of bringing in a lot of people made it worse uh, in in the situation where like it was going down? So I think that in this stage, uh, institute uh, and retail acting pretty much uh, similarly. The 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 only thing is you can communicate uh, more easily with with uh, institutions. So they could, um, as 
uh, like like they talk with uh, CZ and uh, Binance, they could talk with other uh, holders or big holders of of, of uh, UST and preventing them. So that could help them uh, if if what you are saying is true. But I I, I don't think this is the main. Um, factor here in 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 the mistake that they uh, they have done what what is the main factor so the main factor is how do you communicate the crisis crisis we know um, across not only stablecoins and crypto but also uh, in all finance so a lot of the time you can remember and see how central banks are doing uh, uh, journalists conference and uh, and uh, talking how much they their um, coin is stable and so on so communication is very important because in all financial um, systems obviously in luna but i i think personally in all even in terra or us uh, in uh, usdt or usdc nothing is 100% safe so uh, you can see the different uh, when uh, the difference when 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 uh, USDT lost the, the peg. How how uh, the team is communicating uh, the crisis and what they are saying, and it doesn't even really matter the content of what they are saying, but how they say it and what they are saying that they are doing. So. If you are saying I'm selling, uh, I'm going to sell my Bitcoin in order to save the peg, while the while Bitcoin BTC is going down, so you just add to the to the fire, right? You are adding to the to the uncertainty and the and the fight across the system. Uh, instead, they could could have said that they are just planning to buy more Bitcoin. Uh, like they try uh, two or three days after the attack uh, started with the bailout program. But again, the time is the main factor. It's too, it took them too long. They act too slowly. It's already been gone. So it, it's, it's interesting because, um, so first of all, uh, and we'll, we will get to that decentralization part uh, a little bit later, but uh, there was always a strong presence uh, of, of Doc Wong behind this project, and he was very vocal, at times even uh, arrogant, I would say, like, uh, he was very kind of sure of himself and the project. So at this, like, from this perspective, it's very strange that kind of at the time when it still didn't, like, happen, like, was just a little bit under the peg, uh, that it was at that time that these communication channels broke down. So that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I totally agree that uh, not only he invited uh, literally the attack, so he always uh, communicated the wrong messages before the attack and during the attack. Before the attack, he said, uh, no matter what, we will handle it. Uh, uh, USD will always be... Uh, 1% of the time pegged to the to the to the dollar uh, which can't be can cannot be true right so uh, i think every holder of usd would have agreed now uh, to to not be able to access his uh, fund for i don't know <laughs> two weeks or even uh, one year right uh, it's better than uh, losing all your money 
So absolutely, and, and you by can. Way, yeah, we we really feel for these people. Kind of, we're vexing here about what should have been done, but uh, really, a lot of people lost money and uh, kind of we sympathize with them. But at this point, I do think that it's very important to analyze uh, how this crisis should have been handled, because I think it's kind of the one of the first, probably the first time where we saw macroeconomic level of move. So somebody uh, attempted, it's not a hack, it's not like a bug that he found. It was targeted attack, targeted economic attack on like a very specific situation. Uh, and yes, I totally agree with you. Like in these situations, the way you communicate and uh, uh, how the public perceives uh, your situation is very important. Uh, can you tell us a little about the bailout um, part? About which part? Sorry, I... the bailout. The bailout, right. which was like the, the final. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, after about thirty hours from the start of the attack, attack around the the ninth, I think, uh, uh, um, Duong tweeted that there is a bailout plan. Um, um, you know, uh, in planning. Stay tuned and. Uh, in general, we know that the plan was to allow to for a bailout. Uh, we don't know where. Um, at least I don't know who who was it or who they um, uh, negotiate with. But we'll will um, buy a fifty in uh, fifty percent discount uh, a huge amount of uh, Luna, and uh, these uh, Luna coins will be locked for uh, for a year, a year locked time. So. The problem with that this plan, first it took 19 hours between the tweets between uh, uh, Duon said that there is plan uh, for bailout until he actually uh, it, um, presented. So everyone was like waiting. By the way, with the prices relatively high, until can um, uh, still can be saved. Um, but the the it took took too long and was too little. Like the the market didn't buy the plan, plan and after uh, the price uh, continued pledge. So uh, also it was obvious that the, the plan itself is not worth for uh, the bailout because um, um, you know the price is uh, no longer attractive to him. Uh, but, but 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 it's a great point because it could if it if it was sooner. I, what I'm saying, I think it's not deterministic. Like um, I talk with a few uh, developers and technical uh, guys, so everyone not not even calling it uh, an attack because it's not a, a code break, even not a, a flash loan. It 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 is pure financial. Um, uh, economic attack and not a uh, technical attack. So, yeah, so somebody no, right. uh, kind of uh, said that it was similar to what uh, Doris was doing to the British pound back in the day, right. you yeah. know, shorting it aggressively until it was devalued. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think uh, you have your lines of uh, similarity between the two. Um, um, yeah, it, it was much brilliant. Uh, like what so what Soros do is maybe more brave because he attacked the UK uh, pound, but 
the lunar attack was brilliant because the amount of the attack, again, relatively to, to, um, to the collateral the, and the size of Luna and UST, that uh, was uh, uh, yep. brilliant. So we I think have, we have people that uh, want to also comment or uh, so, please. Uh, hi everyone, uh, Hernan here. I am uh, um, I'm, I'm more from the EOS community, but I'm afraid a friend of Guy Cohen and I'm a follower of uh, Bean. Bean, so uh, hi everyone. Uh, nice to be here. Thanks for letting me um, speak. I just wanted to be a bit of a um, you know devil's advocate, play the other side, and uh, play a bit of defense for Luna. I did. I was uh, a bit affected. Uh, well, not a bit, but <laughs> I was affected by this uh, by the. Luna collapse. Um, not I. I actually, I was able to, I, you know, just take out most of my USD when the start the peak the DPEG just started like at ninety seven cents, but then I fell victim to the oh this is you know to the this is the pure panic and the, I kind of bought the panic on Luna and then it just <laughs> crashed in our ninety nine percent. So uh, I just wanted to go a bit um. Uh, on I, I kind of de defend the project because I think it's important that we at least try to have different mechanisms of uh, developing a, a, a stable coin, which is a backbone of, of crypto. And uh, so on the one hand, um, it's very easy to you know criticize now that everything's fallen apart and the lives have been, life savings have been, and the whole ecosystem just went up and smoke in the air. But uh, but I think we, first of all, should acknowledge what they built. You know, they built a very large ecosystem. Uh, all the, the only successful pro product, the only successful algorithmic stablecoin that we've seen so far, so much that in most of the platforms, even on our community and your, your community, they were trying to imitate Luna success. And, um, you know, you can tell me if not, but most 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 platforms were all trying to imitate algorithmic stablecoin. So, yes, I think so. If, if I could add to what I think should should have been the first step to to mitigate the problem is, first of all, deal with what we have inside the team inside the ecosystem. So the first step that uh, if I would be in the LFG, the Luna Foundation Guard, is to um, cancel uh, withdrawals from um, Anchor Protocol, right? That was where most of the USD was locked because of the 20% APY. So for now, I would just gates there. So I will tell them, listen, sorry, I know this is troubling, but we want to help protected this is how it's going to play you know you're going to get a lot of fun and a lot of hate final communicate but withdrawals for usd are off right for now then uh, <clears throat> i would cancel that that uh, that move through from three pool to four pool because that that, that was what allowed the uh, attacker well I, I do call it an attack because it's an attack on the whole stablecoin concept first of all and in crypto as a whole because this Let's face it, this was an Elrond moment. Until now, we, we haven't had a collapse so hard, which is not a Ponzi, outright Ponzi like BitConnect. So I think it was an attack. I don't think it's a, a peep, someone inside crypto, not only because of the size of the pockets that need to be at play to perform this, but also because no one in crypto 
willingly uh, uh, you know destroys an ecosystem like Luna and expects the whole you know crypto to to continue business as usual. The fact is that both in my community and your community we're all discussing this debacle. So I think it was someone outside crypto, very sophisticated, that knows how to place this market, understood the, the faults in Luna. Luna and the USD was, had a design fault in the tokenomics and how did they work. So I don't think there was so much that they could have done, to be honest, unless stopping the mechanisms that the locking the gates. So so once the liquidity was drawn out of the three pool, and then that that is what started or the risk of DPEG, right? Because if you someone tries now to sell even a small amount, the impact will be higher because there's much less liquidity. Once the attacker dumped the 250 million UST that he had, they drained the liquidity out of that pool. So I think the first step would have been to close the gates and say, listen, sorry, community, we're under attack. No withdrawals from Anchor, which was where most of the UST was laying and it drained in like three days from... 20 something billion to a four or something. So that would have mitigated for sure. And I think some something like what you said, it's, it's also true, you know, communicating more openly, both with the community and with Binance saying, listen, we're um, uh, fighting for the peg here, here's our plan. Uh, and uh, yeah, being obviously more open, they did become arrogant, but at the same time, you know, we're all human guys and they, this, you know, they until, a week ago, the most successful uh, algorithmic stablecoin project in, uh, in in history. So let's at least acknowledge them that. And uh, you know, I thought I hope we as a as a whole community will will be able to recover from that. Oh, sorry, it went long, but that's kind of my rant. Sure. Uh, thank you for for your for your comments. It's great uh, having you here and uh, hearing what you uh, what you said. So. Uh, if I may, I, I agree with most of, of what you, you were saying. I, and I'm not trying to say uh, how bad uh, the Luna project uh, were handled. Okay, just I'm talking just what they can uh, do differently in the, in the time of the attack. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but, but I must say that, you know, you can... You can um, endorse Luna for how uh, amazing they bet the uh, 30, 40 billion uh, uh, project, but 100% of the big attack, at least, they fail. I, I don't recall that there was a, a, a previous uh, financial attack uh, uh, on the project. So it's easy to, to be uh, very self-sure and very like conquer when when everything uh, is uh, I, I think also this is like a, a general uh, a general uh, conclusion uh, about security uh, when no one uh, no one attack you so it's easy to uh, to say everything uh, fine and safe mm -hmm. so i i would like to say a few words as well amir uh, gas you want to say something I, I I have very uh, like a strong and and massively opinionated uh, feelings towards this and and Hernan like thank you for for speaking up and I and I I want to start off by saying like totally agree with a lot of what you said uh, but I do have massively strong pushback 
on a couple of points. One thing, the we never you mentioned we never saw uh, we never saw a, a chart like Luna. We never saw a collapse like Luna. And I and I have a one point here. Do Kwon said the other day on Twitter that he invented the comp that Luna uses, <clears throat> which may be true but it wasn't the first implementation. And the first implementation was Iron Finance. And Iron Finance, if you look at the charts, it ended exactly the same. Uh, no, it, it, it wasn't the first, it wasn't the first, but it was the most successful in terms of market cap reached and, uh, and adoption. They didn't, we, we never saw another state algorithmic stablecoin that had actual trading pairs in mainstream centralized exchanges like FTX and Binance. Like, like there were, there were already coins trading against UST on a lot of exchanges. That's what I mean. By yeah, it. absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, my my point was that like the the ending was the same. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It didn't it didn't like get to the the stage of of uh, lunar and Terra and this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Which brings me to my second point, and and like forgive me, I'm getting into like conspiracy theory kind of area. Invented it. It was first utilized in Iron Finance. So was Iron Finance run by Do Kwon? Uh, we know that the Terra team has been operating other protocols and Algo stablecoins. Wample is basis cash. I I was involved in in all of these things, and I'm involved in like the smallest and most involved, like on a personal level, in the the smallest and craziest Algo stables. I find it fascinating. I find it close to impossible to achieve something that's going to be useful and and have longevity. But I find that, at least for me, it's one of the most fascinating things. So I, I hope that we stage where one is massively successful, Lunar and Terra, but doesn't come to the same fate and collapse and, and hurt a lot of people. My second thing is that, that like, yes, Lunar and, and UST went to, like, a massive market cap. Like, and, and, and you're right, like, so many projects, Beam included, hope to achieve, like, this level of, of what I would call greatness. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but one of the things that really struck me, or two of the things that really struck me, and, and I find these personally horrible, Do Kwon on Twitter, the, the Luna guy and the UST guy, uh, he he's coming out against like semi-prominent people that are pushing back against Luna and pushing back against the system, and he's calling them out, trying to bet ten million dollars, trying to bet twenty million dollars. One time he tried to bet twenty, 20 uh, sorry, two hundred million dollars that Terra would not trade below ten dollars this year. It's currently trading at zero point zero zero two four three five. No, well, obviously, on, obviously, Do Kwon did not see that coming. Otherwise, but you know. but how how Listen. does he know? As the as the inventor of the protocol mm -hmm. that was first implemented in Iron Finance that went to zero, how could you not see that coming? This is this Listen. is my biggest point. Guys, <laughs> listen. Uh, we have Eric. We have Eric patiently waiting. Yes, to speak. yes, sorry. Go. <laughs> let's let's give him the microphone and then come back to to the bet. Eric, go ahead. Uh, all right. Hello, Beam. Um, thank you very much for this opportunity to speak in this amazing space. I'm Eric from Ghana, and I've been in this space since 2017. So my problem is 
um, with major exchanges, real listing, right? So what I do basically is teach people about Web3, onboard them in the space and work with other projects as a marketer. So Binance really seen Luna. We also that um, Luna pumped um, 1,400%. So basically all the work that we did onboarding people into the space. So imagine you passing through that stress and teaching someone about crypto and helping them buy their first crypto. Now they've, they've obviously installed um, Binance on their app. So one day they just wake up one morning and they see Luna pumping like 1,400. And what do you think the normal newbie would do? The normal newbie would just buy into it because it's like, oh, this one was at $100, now it's 0.00002. And it's pump busy, like 1,400% in just 24 hours. That's after Binance really studied. So most of the people I embodied into the space, they just lost all their money because when they saw um, Luna pumping 1,400%, they thought this was it. It was definitely going to one dollar because they, they are newbies they don't know anything and obviously they want to make money so my problem is was it do you guys think it was really cool for binance real estate luna because that means basically all the work that i've been doing to and you guys have also been doing to onboard people into the space and teach people about cryptocurrencies then that was that was just like a total waste of time because it really hurt yeah. us yeah and I, and and su such a shame this. also, such a shame also, people that also don't even know about cryptocurrencies lost money in it. Right now, Luna is form of like um, the new Shiba Inu. Is it when Shiba Inu pumped and everybody knew about Shiba Inu at that, at that point? Everybody wants to just FOMO into it. Even newbies that didn't know about cryptocurrency. So I just meet people around, they're like, I want to buy Luna, I want to buy Luna. I'm like, yo, you don't even know about cryptocurrency since when you didn't even get into the space. So even people that don't know about cryptocurrencies all want to just promote into, into Luna. Why? Because they have the notion that Binance delisted it and now Binance has relisted it. So that means the big people out there have something planned. So definitely Luna is going to pump again. But that's not how it is. Right now, the amount of Luna in circulation, if Luna was supposed to get to even a dollar, the market cap will be more than even the crypto markets as a whole big thing so so just i just want to ask you guys if you also support my opinion like what do you think about big exchanges like binance relisting luna again was it a good um, option to do thank you so yeah uh i absolutely agree with you uh and i would like to kind of um uh address like both previous speakers uh first of all like in my opinion, what we're talking here is exactly like not about whether or, or not like uh, Luna or the Juan, like if, if that is not the issue, it's not the issue that the system like doesn't work. I think that the issue is that, and this is exactly the point of this discussion that we're having, when a major financial crisis occurs, doesn't really matter if it's an attack or not at this point. The responsibility for properly handling this attack it's not just first of all it's not just on one player and i totally agree so the, the binance released it because it was trading like crazy on kraken right and binance didn't want to lose the commission that's that's the, that's why they released it right they didn't want to lose on this action and it's a very good question whether it was a responsible thing to do i absolutely agree with you and i also think that um 
yes, it, it, like, it's a very successful project, but with great power, as we know, comes great responsibility. So this is like one of the things that I think when we talk about arrogance, when we talk about kind of all of these crazy bets, we mostly talk about uh, this part of responsibility, not only for newbies. I, I, like, believe me, a lot of people who are very experienced lost a lot of money. And also when it was down, a lot of people were making arbitrages because they thought, okay, it's just a panic, it will pass and everything will go back to normal and we will, we will make money out of it. So I think that the attacker, whoever he was, he didn't anticipate the impact, the eventual impact of what he was doing. Just, you know, planning to make some money, obviously, but I don't think he was kind of planning to bring the whole system down. It was kind of unexpected uh, over uh, achievement on his on his part. But we uh, we see that as crypto becomes bigger and as more complicated, first of all, I, I absolutely agree with uh, closing the the, the gates uh, on, on the joint USD from from Anchor. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And probably even stopping the chain earlier than they did, because they could have prevented a lot of outflow of, of USD at that point. And I totally agree with Hey yeah, that yeah, definitely stopping to, stopping yeah. the stopping the the, the the claiming mechanism, right? So so what what dropped the Luna price to almost nothing to 0.0000001 cents. The fact that you can always redeem within the protocol, you can always redeem USD for Luna at the current trading price. So the Luna is an uncapped currency. Just think about that, guys. There's no maximum cap. There's no max, there are no maximum supply of Luna, right? So if Luna is trading at $1 and you have a million uh, uh, UST, you can on the protocol level aim it for a million Luna, and and people start doing it not only for a million for a billion Luna, and I think a trillion Luna was printed the day after when it was point zero 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 one. So understand that that if they would have just stopped that claiming mechanism at you know maybe sixty or five fifty dollars, a lot of damage could you know the the the, the, the collapse the, the the death spiral could have been avoided as well. Could they actually technically we didn't speak about it and i mentioned before that uh, they should have uh, stopped much earlier and helped but how centralized was it because in theory when you build system decentralized system uh, you don't want for uh, well the validators anyone. always run the chain right so even even if it's decentralized but there's a systemic risk the validators can come to consensus, right, and say, you know, even if this is not a, something that the, the it's on the foundation guard to say it's not a switch that they have because it is a decentralized chain. But the validators can get together, you know, that we've done that many times on, on, on EOS with the block producers, right? So they get together and say, hey, listen, we have a systemic risk here. We are going to turn this off for now. So this is, we all implement the switch. They all agree. They come to consensus. A few blocks from that decision, that's it. The, the decision is made and it can be done, you know, especially in systems like we work now. Great. So just one more comment. Uh, respond, Eric said, and thank you, Eric, for the question. I think when those systems start break, not even breaking, but starting to break, you can see how decisions become less and less decentralized and maybe should come less and less decentralized. But this is why 
uh, it should be more stable in first place. But uh, Antonio Negu is everyone. Uh, at this this is uh, at this point when it was starting to to go down uh there this is kind of the, the the point there was no real recognition that there is a big problem until it was too late because I think there was a lot of reliance on the Bitcoin that they accumulated they thought until the very kind of last minute when it was already too late that they could stop this um, process by selling and the uh, If maybe if it was recognized earlier, they could have acted differently, including the validator. Eventually, the validators did stop the chain, but that was kind of already too late. Right, right. And I think that uh, we can all like learn from that that few of the mechanism um, should be built in into the protocols and into not only uh, when the system uh, uh, acting properly. Uh, but also in under attack and so on. So I think like in, in uh, bug issues, when, when you see and learn from other uh, uh, hacks into, into a smart contract protocols, we will also see how uh, the community is learning from uh, the troubles that uh, went to uh, Luna. And obviously the next project will be much more uh, resilient. Gary wants to say something. I don't know if we'll see we'll see trust in in upcoming algorithmic stablecoin. You know, mo, most like frax you can see frax share they're going down, and I, I, this is a big blow, not only on on Luna. This is a big blow on the concept of an all stablecoin. I don't know if there's going you know trust is being lost. This 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 type the mechanism of a non collateralized stablecoin. That's a that's a huge that's a huge hit we got our sword now. So I agree. Yeah, Frax is, uh, yeah. Frax is yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean Frax is collateralized to like 88%. and I don't know how much um, the other uh, you know Luna USD was collateralized, but someone was saying something about 20% or maybe not even that. Um, but also I'm curious at what point should they uh, I looked over, you know, what happened there pretty much or how the mechanism worked, but not, I don't remember exactly the beginning part, but I don't know uh, when they should have turned it off or also if it's kind of like moral to turn it off because, uh, you know, the people with the UST, they're trying to get out. So the reason they're including the trillion is, tokens, the trillion it, tokens yeah. is because they're trying to get uh, their money out. So as the second the UST was going, uh, Luna was going up in price, <laughs> Uh, they were minting USD, uh, sorry, Luna, and then and then getting the Luna and then dumping it. So I'm all for, you know, closing it down temporarily, systemic, you know, stop the systemic risk and somehow fix things. But I'm also curious, how could they have fixed things? Because the system is fundamentally flawed. It's just an algo table with no collateral. Well, you can, you can uh, set into the parameters, into the code, that you can do it built in uh, in advance when uh, more than uh, like uh, that and that ratio of people trying to redeem uh, the locked uh, amount. So the system may uh, give, give them the right to do so, but slow, more slowly, more slowly. Like I mentioned in the initial uh, uh, thing is like time is, is the most uh, important thing. If uh, you, Can, you know you can redeem the uncle 20% uh, interest, but 
if others, if there is a, a big line and others are trying to do so before. So wait, wait for 100 block, two weeks, uh, no matter what. And after that, maybe the price is recovered and you don't want to do it. So you can uh, revoke the, the whole thing. I, I have a, I have a tiny, like, uh, kind of, how to say, like, uh, concern with, like, stopping, stopping the chain or stopping the redemption or stopping, like, the protocol. Uh, and this comes from, like, uh, I, I preface this with, I have, at times, not so much now, but at times I've had lots of, like, uh, stuff in different protocols. I've had USDC or USDT being borrowed from protocols like Aave or Compound or this kind of thing. Uh, and if if a protocol like USDT or, or for example, another one is Lido on, on Ethereum that has had a little bit of de-pegging, uh, and, and this is important to, to what I'm saying, if, if the protocol like stopped, that could cause me losses elsewhere. Uh, if if I cannot take my money from one protocol and put it in another place that I need it, this can cause me to lose money in other places. So I feel like if if a protocol uh, like stops and stops withdrawals or stops deposits or this kind of thing, it can have like knock on effects to other people. But it's more and maybe it's nice in that it like less people or a smaller group of people lose money but it's, yeah, and it's, it's also, like it's choosing also what, who what loses gary money. what gary mentions also important right is it a moral thing like it, yeah, even exactly. if you have even if you have the possibility to stop the protocol stop withdrawal stop the redeeming process and and do it you know on a very fast way first of all you're you know you're putting in evidence you know the 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 level of centralization that there there is in the chain which is also not a positive uh, and yes, if you're on the other side, you know, wanted to take out your money and they say, no, we're, we stopped it uh, to avoid the crisis and you're on the other side. Yeah, it, it, it really sucks. And it would bring a lot of pushback and hatred from the community. Now, the thing is, if the, if the whole system and the whole the whole ecosystem is in risk, you know, do you take that hard decision and say, listen, guys, you're going to hate us. Right, you're gonna you're gonna throw all kinds of stuff with you. I know, I know you, you're probably going to take out all your money the minute that that we open the gates, and and you're gonna leave us, and this this is fine. But for now, at this point in time, we are taking we're taking in all the hate, and and we're taking all the consequences that it might bring. But we want to protect our system, and you know, I think I I think that hard choice should have quick and and efficient and you know no questions asked also uh correct me if i'm wrong but anchor specifically uh was mostly to to get like the yield from from, from that right so that's what kind of... that was that's what got us all into ust it, that was that was i was parking most of my money because it was a no-brainer as long as ust was pegged to a dollar you could, would be getting 20 percent yield there was nothing like it before so there was no other financial mechanism in crypto or outside crypto where you could get... I have to ask you I have to ask you if if you 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 would know that um, while stack, stacking into Anchor uh, uh, in certain uh, circumstances centers and uh, when uh, everyone is running to the exit you know from advance right that 
the 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 redemption will be slow slow more slow you could uh, do it um like not not at once but waiting for i don't know for for 100 blocks and one thousand uh, blocks and uh, slower and slower so that would only in the case of of, of a bank run so you wouldn't buy into the protocol if you if you knew of course if 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 i first of all let me tell you guys that i consider myself crypto savvy okay i've been here from 12 to, to 12 2017 like 2016 but 2017 intensively i consider myself knowledgeable both in terms of knowledgeable of blockchain platforms, smart contracts, protocol, consensus protocol mechanisms. Like, I'm not a newbie, okay? And I was totally uh, invested in Darker. I, I must accept I did not understand exactly how the protocol works before putting a lot more, more money than I'm comfortable with losing in there. I myself, personally, so you can take that. So if I was falling for that, you know, no, I, it's not falling for that because until... A week ago, it wasn't it wasn't a Ponzi, okay? This it wasn't a Ponzi. It was an ecosystem, but it was a failed this from from the get go. Now, if I'd have, if I'd understood how the mechanism worked prior to the attack, first of all, I did I did the right thing because the minute I saw the DPEG to 97, I went out and said I'm out. I don't know if I'm being paranoid, but I'd rather be safe. Which that was a great call. But then I made the mistake of saying, oh, this is pure panic. I'm going to buy into this panic of Luna without understanding the infinite minting mechanism that dropped it from $1, which is more or less when I got in to a, to a, fraction, a few fractions of a penny. And, uh, and that, was, that was where I lost money, right? And I think a lot of people lost money because even a lot of influencers like, you know, the moon and, and, and Ren Neuer from Crypto Banter, who he was one of the people that was most, you know, one most proponent, proponents of Luna. Evidently, he himself did not understand how the claiming and minting process worked. Otherwise, he wouldn't have told he's told his community at seven dollars, hey, listen, if this comes back to normal, this is probably a buying opportunity. He said that on his show. So it comes to show how we we say on research, we say dear, you know, and make sure you understand what you're buying. Don't in, don't invest more than what you're comfortable in losing. You know, all these cliche phrases at the end of the road, even us veterans, I think we also fall for 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 just you know doing what what uh, you know going for what's what's cool or what's trending or, or what seems attractive or where we see opportunity without going into the depth. We we have another speaker waiting. Hi guys. Yeah, uh, just uh, yeah. I do. I would just like uh, I have like a personal thing to say about Beam. Like uh, I was so surprised that Beam privacy had like you know a design better than like almost all of these uh, like proof of like better than Ethereum or Luna or like you talk about Solana and all that. That's something different, and but still didn't, didn't gain traction. Like. That's something that always surprised me. Like I'm, like totally confused about that. Like uh, it probably could be because of inflation, but yeah. If anyone has any input to put into that, like that would be awesome. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it, it's a great um, uh, topic. I think for 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 the next episode because uh, so we, we we don't have a stable coin on Beam yet. Yeah. 
uh, it, it probably will, will get there soon. Um, uh, let, let's reconvene next week and talk about Beam. Like, uh, I think it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you really understand, yeah. I think uh, actually Sam and Hernan uh, comments are <laughs> related uh, somehow. And that I think that the responsibility of building those mechanisms is upon the builders and not uh, on the community or nobody's uh, buying into it. So the BIM uh, team or Futurize team or uh, Luna team had a responsibility to do the beating mechanism to prevent or taking the action when the shit hit the fan uh, to prevent uh, from people to lose the money. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, okay, uh, like, let, let me make a personal remark as well. So I uh, uh, don't invest in crypto almost like at all. Uh, and I do try to understand uh, how protocols work and how blockchains work. And I find it extremely difficult to understand. And I'm talking about even the simplest of, the simplest, the most common of protocols. Let's take Uniswap, right? So I was recently kind of reading into Uniswap V3 and how it works. And it's one of the most complicated things I have ever kind of encountered in terms of uh, you know, how it operates, the notion of uh, uh, these targeted liquidity pools and the uh, non-fungible liquidity, things like that. It's very, very difficult. And many people, even that, you know, everybody says, do your own research and, you know, don't trust verify and all of these kind of statements and cliches. But people who invest really have very hard time understanding uh, how these mechanisms work, especially under stress conditions or under kind of, uh, you know, cases that are outliers uh, from, from the ordinary operation of the mechanism. Right. And it's a great, a great question. Right now, we are building our DeFi, and uh, uh, we are in the same kind of in terms of uh, how do we explain how things work. We have first encountered it when we were talking about uh, offline transactions in Beam and Max privacy transactions, and we needed to explain the concept of the anonymity set and uh, how you know, how it works, like, what does it mean to have this and this set of the, it's very, very difficult. It's a major problem across the entire space. This is one thing. This, the second thing is the usability of, of the actual protocols. For example, in this specific case of Luna, uh, the situation when UST fell under, I think, 70 cents and Binance front-end didn't accept bids because it was hard-coded in the, you know, in the front-end that something that's supposed to be worth $1 at all times, cannot go under 70 cents. People couldn't provide beats. And then they opened it, and then it fell even even lower. But there are a lot of situations like this where you kind of go into the DAP, you put your money in, there is very little explanation. You probably are not going to read the white paper, or if you do, you will probably not understand most of it. I think it's a very important problem for the entire space to address. Because these mechanisms are becoming really complicated, really complex, and uh, like very difficult to understand. Right, and I think a mechanism with uh, auditing and technical um, uh, tests, but yet to accomplish the financial aspect of that, we don't have a, um, 
things that we already have in the um, in the traditional uh, eco uh, financial ecosystem, like uh, rating agency, which we saw there are flaws, but we can maybe make a better ranking system. And we don't have financial uh, stress tests, so maybe if we had the uh, models to uh, stress test the uh, Luna ecosystem, modeling how uh, it would be failed uh, and what pressure it need to be felt uh, in order to to to, it to break, so we could avoid uh, everything. Yeah. So absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just I just want to say that uh, like first of all, it's very difficult to test these systems in general because these are complex systems. Like in general, markets are complex systems and very difficult to test. The last thing we want is to, you know, have the regulators having a day now saying, oh, we, we told you it was, you know, obvious, it shouldn't be regulated and stuff like that. But I totally agree that audits are not enough and uh, there should be financial simulations run. We, we are trying to do that with our uh, uh, protocols, but once again, it's not a simple thing to do. Um, I think it should be essential part of kind of you know, deploying to production a new protocol, running simulations, seeing like how liquidity uh, acts under different conditions and how it works. I totally agree. Also, um, I, I want to add to that that uh, be, because so the first let's let's assume the the risk factor that that I think with it, it's the big elephant in the room, right? All. Crypto grab all crypto, any currency is secured, but the, the security of the network it's uh, is defined by the cost of attacking it. Okay, Bitcoin can be uh, can be attacked and can be fifty one percent attacked. The thing is, the cost today of attacking the Bitcoin network and trying to succeed at it is uh, is on the trillions of dollars and 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 it's it, it's a super risky attack so there there are very few entities in the in the world that would be able to pull it off and we're talking about ma mainly two uh, nation states like the us or china otherwise you know not a lot of people have an attack but other networks exactly like luna you know the cost of attacking the network and and and, and attempting a systemic failure is is around it was so the the cost for for bringing Luna down was around three billion dollars. So the money so so institutions that are coming into space. We were calling for institutions on 2017. Institutions are money. They bring institutions are coming. They're bringing all their money and that does well. Institutions are here and this is how they play. They 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 don't they don't want us to win. They don't want us to achieve financial freedom. They are sharks and and this is this is how they roll. Okay, so let's accept it. Let's we we need to build more resilient systems. We need ready for this battle because we we want crypto to succeed and uh, we, we we need to be ready for this attacks but but we also need to assume that every network can be attacked by a big enough pocket so that is a risk we are facing i think it's a statement and an amazing summary to this uh, great space you agree guys yeah okay, just one caveat for that uh, i totally uh, agree and this was a great uh, point yeah, yeah. So maybe like uh, uh, it seems like that Luna was attacked, but there's kind of like uh, no concrete proof of that. 
So right now it's more like a conspiracy theory rather than like, you know, uh, having actual proof that people are saying Black Rock attacked it or this or that. Um, Luna is too small probably for them to attack. But yeah, you never know. You never know. But yeah, like, you know, just saying something. Okay, so information should be true. So if there is not ample amount of evidence to prove that, I think like, yeah, uh, bringing it up is uh, not the best thing, no? I, I agree with you. You know, it's a, there's a lot of speculation uh, in 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 my, in my assessments. We're not. I'm I'm not assuming that that this was a deliberate attack, but but if if you see it, like just the sheer amount of money generated on a leverage short on Luna, you know, it's it it my hunch is that you know of course I'm not bringing in evidence, so it's all conspiracy theorists. The it, it it for me you know my hunch tell me it's the opportunity is too obvious for it not to be a deliberate a decision, right? I just wanted to say that uh, the big difference between Bitcoin and uh, Luna, for 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 an example, is it's not only that it's much uh, harder and more expensive to attack Bitcoin versus Luna, but um, it's Probably again conspiracy, but there is a, a broad uh, agreement that it wasn't a coordinated attack and it was profitable. So if you attack Bitcoin, um, you need to spend money in order to do so. And the assumption is the only uh, entity that can do it uh, is is the state, not it's only not because only of money. the child, but also. Uh, it's the only entity to do it uh, and have the interest to do it uh, with loss, with a loss. loss. And here, uh, it, it is profit. You can, you can attack Luna and by doing so, uh, profit. That's, that's the only, but it's a good point uh, regardless. I, I want to add one thing. As soon as, like, and this is not so much about the initial attack or not attack, uh, I, I'm not convinced that it's an attack or whether it's just like panic being propelled. I, I tend to believe that from like the information that I have, that people saw that they were able to profit from it and probably did. Uh, but the one th or two things that I think are kind of crucial into how it played out. One is the, you can short uh, UST. And this, at least if I'm looking at it from like my my very small brain and, and how financial markets work and, and how to make money, if it's at $1 or close to $1, you can short it and it's almost free. Uh, if it's 98 cents, you can short it. The maximum loss is probably 2% and then whatever you're paying on funding and, and this kind of stuff and also opportunity cost and the 20% uh, that is paid for for whatever the, the staking of UST. This is the first thing, like a, a very cheap short on not only UST and not only Luna ecosystem, but on the, like on the entirety of, of uh, crypto, uh, a very cheap short. This is my first point. My second point is that the redemption mechanism that Luna has as soon as that drops below, say, a dollar, uh, it becomes profitable. Maybe attack is not the right word, but 
it becomes profitable to like back up the initial attack or the initial panic if you can make money by buying UST and and exchanging it for a lunar and and selling the lunar then it's like a it's like the flywheels we see that create pro- positive price actions but it's happening to the downside and yeah, this so is that, obviously that was, the, that was the death spiral you know there there was yeah. no, the, 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 the the panic that for on one hand you have people losing a ton of their money and their money saved on the one hand yeah. you're creating a super lucrative opportunity for people that want to take advantage to do all kind of manipulations from shorting to as you said you know buying luna at 70 cents and redeeming it for one dollar of of luna at the current price which if if you're fast enough you know you can dump it in the matter on the market immediately or uh, you know so it can't it 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 created a lot of arbitrage opportunities to the downside so oh, just just a second i don't understand that uh, buying luna in 70 cents should help uh usd should help Luna, should help usd to to use uh, no because okay it, it can help if it, it can help a bit if you have a big very large pocket it can help a bit usd to maybe you know to its peg a bit if you if you're talking about buying billions of of usd but the thing is if if usd is at 70 cents and you would have been able to act fast, buy it at 70 cents, and redeem $1 worth of Luna tokens, and then dump them on the market. And that's what cost the, the Luna from you know $60 to 0. 0.00003 cents. cents. Yeah, yeah exactly. only, this is, was only after the, the, um, the price of total, um, the total market cap of Luna was under the the um, total cap of USD. Like this is all just after the the system break. That's that's what I'm. Thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no. 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 Yeah. What happened was like it was always in the mechanism. Uh, like you know, for USD, you can always redeem one dollar worth of Luna. So that was the reason for the failure because USD price felt uh, like kept on falling down, but you can still get one dollar worth of like, you know, Luna mint that and sell it on open market. So that was the death spiral. But it's only, uh, again, same. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, before... I that, like the, after the initial like depegging or, or even on like curve, I saw a lot of chat happening about the curve pull and how the like even before it like started depegging just the balance is changing in a big way and i think that this like change in balance started to create panic even before there was there was any depeg but once once it becomes depegged and and it's profitable to buy ust and sell luna then it doesn't matter about market caps, at least in my opinion. Like the market cap is irrelevant. People are able to buy UST and sell Luna for a profit. They're extracting money from the the like uh, ecosystem, not ecosystem, but the the kind of trade. And and from here, it changes from a situation cap is important to a situation where liquidity is important. And if if Luna doesn't have the liquidity to back it up 
then we see what happened, in my opinion. And that, that is why the first step was drying out the curve, the liquidity curve, because that closed the exit door UST. That's oh. what, that's the first step. And that's why I also think it sounds like an attack, right? Like, okay, the attack was, the, the, the attack was successful the minute they managed to drop the peg to 97 cents. The, 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 the market fear and the run on the bank is what caused the collapse, okay? Not the attack itself. The attack managed to depeg it just a bit, just enough to get people worrying, and then then a second dump was the ends, and that what initiated the run on the bank. That is what actually caused Luna to collapse, not the um, not, 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 not not the attacker. You know, the attack started rolling the snowball, but then it just took inertia and started growing on its own. I totally agree, ladies and gentlemen. I suggest to start wrapping this up even though it's really hard to break this great conversation. But, uh, you know, next week we're here, the same time. So thank you very, very much for everyone who participated. It's been amazing. amazing thank show. you. Yeah. Thank you. Just a final word I wanted to say. So next week, can we talk about, like, Beam and its future direction and uh, everything that's uh, like you know amazing about it and uh, like the faults as well. Not not everything is perfect, so we should discuss that next week. I think absolutely, you called it. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. We thank you very much. We we have a topic for next week. All right, uh, let's let's do it and 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 roll back around and we'll also talk about whatever is happening and and try and break down the situation and crypto. And and thank you so much, everyone, for for joining and and the part, part, oh, participation. Yeah, thank so you. thanks thanks for having you guys, and 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 only this space already made me made me consider you know uh, becoming part of the Bean community. You guys, <laughs> you're you're a lovely lovely uh, uh, community of folks. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. So have a great day, evening, whatever you're having. And uh, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.